So, Patty, uh, we have a lot of hot topics today, right? So we're talking about uh, e-commerce and online ordering with Zusa and their fully integrated solution that they now have uh, that's branded for the ISO. Right. Um, yeah. And then tell us about the Insiders Report. Uh, talking about payment trends, I mean, actually, payments are up. Uh, card payments yep. are up, but unfortunately, so is fraud. So uh, we have some interesting insights on that. And then, James, your questions from the field? Yep. So talking about cash discounting, is it at the tipping point where it's time that you either need to jump in or realize you're going to miss the opportunity because of competitive pressure and all these other things? So we talk about the state of cash discounting right now, consumer reaction, uh, you know, ISO adoption, all of that. So that's what we cover in questions from the field. It's a chock full episode, James. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome to the Merchant Sales Podcast. All right, everybody. I am here today with Danny McHale, the CEO and founder at Zusa. How are you doing today, Danny? Doing great. Thank you, James. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Uh, really excited to talk with you today. So um, Danny and his team have been doing a lot of work around online ordering and e-commerce for small business owners. Obviously, with COVID and everything, this is the perfect time to be talking about this, right? Um, but we're going to talk about processor agnostic, right? So, you know, just pure technology play, which I think makes this uh, kind of a really unique conversation. So before we dive into all that, Danny, I know you've been on the podcast before, but can you give us a little bit of an update? How's Zuzu doing? How was 2020 for you guys? Give us a little update on how you're doing. Yeah, thank you, James. And thank you, for, Patty, for having us back on. Uh, 2020s, you know, was interesting. I think everybody had a goal or, or a game plan. Um, and then something called COVID came along and yes. derailed a lot of people's focus. But, you know, fortunately for us, we saw quite a bit of growth during 2020, which is, uh, it's a nice thing to report. You know, we started the year with wanting to expand what we consider the world's best white label POS system and wanted to evolve into the world's best white label ecosystem. So, you know, why are we calling ourselves uh, ecosystem now, it's, it's pretty simple. We do a lot more than the POS. Uh, a lot of merchants that sign up today don't offer or even use the POS. Uh, some do, some don't. Um, but one of the big things we rolled out in 2020 was our own e-commerce and online ordering platform. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I would imagine there was quite a bit of internal uh, discussion when COVID hit. Did you guys kind of move that more to the front of the line as far as order priority or was there some... Uh, Interesting there shifts already. there. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, knock on wood, we were very fortunate because we actually started it in 2019. Okay. okay. So we, in right. 2019, we said, Hey, we've kind of, we've, you know, I don't want to say we've mastered the POS, but we knew we were one of the industry leaders. Uh, at least that's what our merchants and our partners had been telling us. So we wanted to expand right. and we looked at everything from adding a new division called Zusa light, which we could talk about some other day, but that's just our mobile uh, right. Right. Uh, terminal. Sure. to online ordering to we built our own gift card platform but yeah definitely when covid hit we were already in the works but it got moved up a lot quicker sure. so we, we were fortunate where we were able to roll it out around summertime um where a lot of our competitors i think are still struggling to have a solution right yeah so so let's talk about i want to kind of start out here let's kind of zoom out a little bit let's talk about business owners in general and kind of the challenges so when we talk about physical location businesses, first off, so we have retailers, we have restaurants, um, every retail restaurant business owner that I've spoken to in the last couple of years, they understand that they need to be online, whether that's online ordering, it's an e-commerce platform. They realize, hey, we need to be online. What are you seeing as far as the challenges in general that these small business owners are facing with kind of the solutions they're being presented with today? 
You know, no, no doubt online was the number one question that came into our sales line in 2020, no doubt, right? right. How do right. I take what I currently have and start to expand my business, whether because maybe some of them were shut down, some just, they saw a major dip in revenue and wanted to add it. Some actually, we had, you'd be surprised. We had a lot of customers that already were online, but were using four or five different softwares. And they said, Hey, how do I streamline this? Mm -hmm. Right. This is not a scalable solution. So, you know, the biggest problem we saw James and Patty, and, and I think it's still out there, and, but, but people don't talk about it as much is the biggest problem was a lot of these guys were using standalone terminals or legacy systems, right. right mm -hmm. That were not designed for, yeah this day and age. Right. Okay? And, and a lot of people don't talk about that or they were using a software that had online ordering, but it had to require a third party app or download. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I'll be honest, it was a mess. I mean, it was a mess. And, yeah. and, and fortunately for us, our merchants were great, but, but taking someone over uh, from what they were currently using three or four or five different softwares. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um you know, and it's not, and, and by the way, it, a lot of people think it's the restaurants, it's the retailers. We have uh, sporting goods stores. We have guys like like salons, uh, yoga yeah. studios, individuals like that mm -hmm. that needed online uh, scheduling because yes. a lot of states, you couldn't walk in and do right. quote, quote, yoga. You needed yeah. to go on their website, make an appointment. They only had two or three people. Right. We offer that, right, through our health and beauty division. Um so, so it, it was a mess, but, but the biggest thing that we saw, the biggest pain points were a lot of these guys were on standalone terminals or legacy systems that weren't designed for today's day and age or a software that didn't have a single platform, but used different apps. And, and there's a lot of other problems when you do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like though, also then that creates a lot of challenges for the ISOs and the resellers, right? I mean, what are you, what are you seeing there in, in terms of, I mean, cause it, I, I know I've seen this with with you know anecdotally with people, for example, in the massage area that looking for scheduling type of software. Um, it would seem that uh, you know there there are some challenges there, right, for the feet on the street. Absolutely, absolutely. Because like, listen, let's be honest. Salespeople love to sell, right? right? Salespeople right. don't want to sit there and and hey, how do I get my online scheduling software to communicate to the POS system mm -hmm. then sends a notification to the technician right. or the stylist. They, they don't want to do that. And, and no. then quite honestly, Patty, it takes away uh, from their revenue earning. Capability. Of course. Sure. So, so you know, in, in 2014, I spoke at a conference uh, and, and thankfully they're having me back out this year, but I think I upset a lot of people back then where I said, look, this whole model of you know, let's have a thousand softwares, nickel and dime the merchant. It's not even about the cost. It's, it does, it's not easy to set up. Right. The complexity. Right? That's, and that's the biggest problem that we see with a lot of the agents and ISOs is like, you know, a lot of them actually, I've had some tell me we've given up on software. And so we can't mm -hmm. give up. I said, because, you know, you just maybe have had a bad run or two. I said, right. but, but, you know, let me introduce you to Zusa and show you why we do it different. But you're right. That's, that's been a huge uh, issue with individuals in our industry. So, so let's do this. Cause I, I want to kind of transition and I do want to talk about Zusa 
and you know some of the new things that you've been building as far as online ordering and e-commerce and all that. Before we do that, though, I think it's important for our audience to get a little bit of an idea of how Zusa is structured and what makes it different and more flexible. Um, I've always actually been a really big fan of the way you guys have the you know kind of features versus the apps that are really prevalent in other ecosystems right now in, in the industry. So can you kind of talk about the importance of that, why you structured it that way, and then we can kind of transition to how you built the online stuff on top of that? Yeah, absolutely. So, so James, you know my history. You and I have talked about it, I think, a time or two before. I, I at one point, was the largest Papa John's franchisee in Michigan. So I've been a merchant. Right. Uh, I, I used to own a Super ISO. You know, I was the CEO and founder of a Super ISO before that got acquired. So I've been in the ISO space as well. And right. now I'm in the technology space. And, and what we realized was it has to be easy. Merchants don't want to hear, well... You know, I'm, I'm, and again, I'm sure there's good companies out there that do it a certain way, like like Clover. They've done some good things, but we've also seen a lot of merchants not like the model where every time you need a app, you have to go to their app store, download it, right? And pay for mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. So it costs money, right? So let's look at let's look at all the problems with that, and, and I'll and I'll answer why Zusa does differently. It costs a lot more money. It takes a lot more integration. A lot, of time, a lot of times, and this is a big thing that people, again, don't talk about, but, but we hear it all the time, the apps don't communicate properly with each other, right? right? So, so when you're dealing with three, four different softwares, not only does it cost more money, is it harder to use? You know, it's a lot harder to use, and they don't communicate the right way, right? So with Zusa, the way we've designed our software, what's, what, it's in our DNA. There's no way to get around it. Um, and unfortunately, we've upset a lot of gift card companies and online ordering companies and loyalty companies because we don't allow them to integrate with us, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what we've done is we built a single platform, whether it's cash discounting and surcharging, whether it's invoices, whether it's appointments and calendar, gift and loyalty, customer management. I mean, the list goes on and on. You don't have to go download a third-party app. You simply just toggle on and toggle off. And that's really what makes us a lot different than our competitors is a single centralized ecosystem that works in multiple verticals. Yeah. And I think, um, I think it's really important too, to, to talk about the impact of that on the reseller, right? So like for the merchant, they like the, the ease of it. Um, it's no secret. I'm a big fan of Zusa. We, we put out a, a joint ebook just recently about how to sell a point of sale and things like that. And part of what I talked about in that ebook was, you know, what I see on my side as a trainer and a consultant in this industry for the sales teams is that they're out there trying to sell these systems and they don't even know what they're selling. I mean, it's not realistic to expect a salesperson to say, here are the 750 available apps. Right. You know, there's 15 different ones for each thing you might want to do. Go pitch this. You know, well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to demo that? So right. the idea is, you know, I, the reason I like the feature approach is, again, I'm more about the salespeople. I'm trying to help people make more sales. Well, if you're trying to help people sell point of sale, like to your point, I think it's almost more important to have the simplicity there even than for the merchant. You know, the merchant's yeah. willing to overcome some barriers in order to get this to work for their business. Whereas the resellers, they just want to get a yes and they want to get a simple yes. So I think having that ability to just toggle stuff on is is pretty cool. So you had this infrastructure, this this idea of the features, you can just toggle on and off things. So then talk to us about okay, you had that with the point of sale system. Now how what was the 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 you know strategy or rationale? How did you build on top of that to help your merchants then take this online? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and and with a lot of agents and ISOs, for them, you, you I think you hit said it best with you got to make it easy for them. Yes. Okay. You got to make it super easy. 
that's that's that applies to adding more features as well. Okay, so with with our agents and our partners, what we love is you know there was one individual last month. I'm sorry, yeah, December, where he added a a pet grooming business. He added a landscape nursery, a salon, a restaurant, and an automotive shop, right? So five different, completely different kinds of merchants. Right. The beauty of it is he knows the software so well that he just configured his demo a little bit different uh-huh. and he sold it. So, so what we're doing for our guys to help them is we're giving them a solution that works not in one vertical or two, but in multiple verticals, but it's all one software. So Quite honestly, I would love to show you our demo one day, James, but with us to do an online account, you simply toggle on online ordering and e-commerce, and then you just add the items you want to appear onto the site. It's that simple. Wow. I like that. And then, of course, that's all running. You know, the other thing is, correct me if I'm wrong, that's all running off of one centralized database, right? Whether it's the point of sale or the online, everything is all, you don't have to worry about any integration issues there because it's all running off the same system, right? None. We had a merchant that was using a competitor of ours. He came over, signed up with us, and 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 he was telling us that he had a bug there. And it took him three weeks to solve it, right? With oh. us, because because you had three software companies talking to each other, right? Okay? With us, it's us. You send in a request, we create a right. case or a ticket. Our engineers are on it, like you know, immediately, and and usually within an hour we have it fixed. Sometimes it takes a day or two, or you know, depending on the size of it. But uh, nine out of ten times, it's resolved pretty quickly. Right. Uh, we've got a great dev team, you know, headed up by one of the best guys in the industry. So it all communicates with each other. It's one platform, one yeah. support line, you know, one solution. You don't have to, <laughs> you know, the last thing the merchant wants to hear, and this is what this guy told us was kind of funny. So why I called this 800 number, they told us, oh, no, that's because of this software company. Send it to that company. Well, then he called that app. They're like, oh, no, 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 we're all good. We already fixed it. We send it back to me. You have to call this third-party company. So he's like, I literally called three or four numbers. It took three weeks. Nothing got solved. I canceled. Right. So with us, it's 1-800 number, one person, you're going to get it solved and we go from there. But yeah, having it all. And then, you know, here's a deal that a lot of people don't talk about. It's not just online ordering. Everyone's all big on online ordering. Oh, I love online ordering. I want to be able to do e-com. I said, but wait a minute. How do you track your inventory? I know. Right? I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> because because yeah. listen, placing an order for a men's polo size medium blue is one thing, but does it subtract from your inventory? How about cash discount and surcharge? Right. Do you have a cash discount surcharge program in your retail? Well, I'm going to assume you want it on your e-com store as well. Right. A lot of guys don't do that. We have it. Right. Um, loyalty. I tell people all the time, I say, wait a minute, you have a loyalty program for your POS, but not for online? How does that make any sense? Right. If I'm buying a product from you, I want points both in your store and online. Right. Or else I'm going to feel like you're robbing me. Okay. Right. 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 Um, you know, the list goes on. on gift cards. You know, I mentioned loyalty, inventory. Uh, you want, you want to, in today's day and age, um, and this is one of the topics I'm speaking on, a, on a, at a different conference. But what I'm saying is, you know, there is no more this idea of brick and mortar e-com. It's gone. Right, right. Okay. We need, right. as as individuals in the payment industry, we have to stop thinking about, oh, that's a brick and mortar. That's e-com. No, it's a product. It's a revenue. Who cares where it comes from, right? Right, right. right. Channel is irrelevant. Exactly. And, and that's kind of what we've done. We've designed it. We, we never built our product thinking, well, that's coming from e-com or that's coming from brick and mortar. No, it's right. a single platform where the consumer wants to spend his dollars. The merchant should happily take it and give them a good. Yeah, that's our sure. philosophy for sure. So I know what, you know, a lot of our audience, I know where their mind is already going and that is, okay, I've heard all this before. This sounds like a sexy technology that I could sell, but then I'm going to get people to say yes. 
then I'm going to spend the next week trying to get it installed <laughs> and then I'm going to lose sales. Right. So let's talk about that concern. So, uh, you know, obviously there's always a huge advantage to knowing what you're selling and, and, right. you know, gaining experience, but talk a little bit about your approach as far as after a merchant says, yes, then what have you found that works well to facilitate that? So the salesperson can move on and actually make another sale. Absolutely. And, and Zusa is not like any other company. I would love to sit here and say, Hey, we started in 2013 and we knew everything out of the gate and we've had no problems. We, we definitely had some hiccups. And I would say the biggest hiccup was setup. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've since solved that problem. Uh, and, and what we have right now is we have 1400 technicians nationwide. All right. And what we're doing is we're making our part, not making, but we're strongly encouraging our partners to have a field service rep set up the business. So here's how easy we've made it. Application comes in, our Scottsdale, Arizona team works on building out the configuration, the profile, the software. A field technician is dispatched, you know, for a certain date and time. And we have them set up everything from the routers, the cabling, the, the modem, the network. They pretty much do it all right. for, for a very, very low uh, hourly rate. And, and that's pretty much it, James. It's, how, it's how, how long does that take, uh, Danny? You know, it depends. We did a deal the other day where they had three stories, right? I needed, okay. we sent out three technicians. It took a whole day, right? It was, it was a massive, um, it, it was literally, I think it was about 60, 70,000 square foot facility. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. It was like a indoor arena, like uh, my kids play soccer, t-ball, baseball, that fun stuff. So it was like an athletic facility. So they had, you know, running cabling in that location wasn't that easy, but sure. that was all day. Your average merchant, your hair salon, restaurant, retailer, you know, they have that done in a couple hours max. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really believe for a long time, that's the right way to go. Not only because, yeah. you know, the salesperson doesn't want to do it, but also because let's face it, you know, the idea of hiring people to do work like this has just gotten a lot easier you know, to get these vast networks across the country where it's, they're not exclusive to one company, but they're doing a lot of things and they know how to do it. Um, and Absolutely. so, right. I mean, it's the whole idea of, you know, you do what you do best and then right. and leave the rest of the people who do that best. Yeah. And the problem is the merchant didn't want to do this. Right. And I hate to say this, but a lot of guys in our industry, they don't know how to do this. Right. Well, there are some that do it. And if they want to do it on their own, God bless them. We'll help them. Okay? Sure. Um, but, but we've gotten pretty adamant about, Hey guys, let's, let's send out a technician. They'll be there two hours. You'll be there eight hours and you'll be calling us for seven hours. Right. And those eight hours, right. you could be making another sale. Go do another sale. That's yeah. that, And that's what we're really, that's why I think we saw a huge spike in our city. I mean, we grew 400% last year. Okay. Wow. A lot of it is because again, because of the single platform, um, you know, that, that was, that was really what attracted a lot of people. But the other thing was we just told people, if you're not good at something, don't do it. Let somebody yeah. else do it. You know Love I mean? it. Love it. I love it. That's awesome. Um, okay. Let's talk about cash discounting and surcharging. So obviously hot topic on our podcast. We talk about it all the time. Uh, Patty and I both are big proponents of both. Um, has there been any shift in strategy on your side between, you know, I know you already had, you were leading the way there on the point of sale. Now you have the online and the kind of full platform. Talk to us about how you approach these, these things with that. Yeah. So, so with us, you know, with, with the Zusa ecosystem, our software doesn't care where the payment transaction is coming from. It doesn't care where the gift card transaction, the loyalty, it's a single platform. So we actually even call our online and e-com another station. That's, that's our philosophy. Mm. So the Zusa philosophy is like that. if you turn on cash discount or surcharge, it basically gets turned on for both, right? Okay. Yeah. If you turn on gift cards, it turns on for both loyalty for both inventory. If you want to track inventory for both. 
um, we don't differentiate, right? You know, we don't differentiate. So, so for us, the cash discount and, and, and surcharging has been a, a, you know, very welcome tool by a lot of our partners, because, you know, when you're dealing with some of those other guys out there, some of the big guys that do the third-party apps and third-party ordering, like the DoorDashes or those guys, you know, those can get quite costly, right? Sure. Those get pretty costly. With us, our merchants, not only are they not paying more, they're actually not paying anything <laughs> for transactions. So, so we're literally telling them, hey, we could, you could start selling products online and it won't even cost you a penny, right? So right. a lot of our agents have, have taken advantage of that. A lot of our sales partners, resellers, et cetera, et cetera, they've, they've, they've you know, sure. uh, enjoyed that. Sure. Oh, yeah, I bet. So I think really the only thing uh, left on my list I wanted to cover with you, Danny, is to talk about pricing a little bit. Um, I know mm -hmm. one of the big uh, things about Zusa that attracted people was the simplicity of the pricing. Again, we talked about not having the apps you download and all that. Obviously, the online and e-commerce is like a totally different thing. But talk to us about just I know you can get real specific, but give us some some just you know basic idea. How have you structured the pricing uh, for the merchants uh, and how that relates to the ISOs and agents now that we're moving to adding online as well? Yeah. So, so, you know, again, the simplicity of Zusa, what, what really attracts people to us is anything that's considered a station, we have a flat monthly fee for. So whether it's a POS system or an online ordering station, okay, uh, or even now our mobile device, that's considered a station. Now, what we don't do is if they want estimates and invoicing, if they want gift cards, and, and I don't know many guys offering free gift cards out there or free gift card processing and transactions, free loyalty, free estimates and invoicing. We don't mark it up. We have a flat monthly fee. Now the reps, the salespeople can mark it up, but we have a small monthly fee. That's all we charge. Everything that I've mentioned on this uh, podcast is, is included. It's all free. Right. So, so, if so we obviously also have two programs. So pricing differs a little bit between our direct agent program. That's individuals that just want to sell the Zusa product uh, or uh, what's, what's been our most popular over the last eight years is our white label reseller program. Um, you know, that, that's, those two have different pricing, of pricing models associated with them. But uh, even, even when you peel back and, and, and look carefully, the same theory and pricing applies to both. We have one flat monthly fee, everything's included, no additional charge. So what I hear you saying is, you know, as always, you're not charging anything extra for features, but you consider online ordering or e-commerce to be like another station. And so you yeah. have like a flat monthly fee in order to have this additional place where they can take payments. Absolutely. Because they don't have to do, P I mean, again, we're, we, they, we right. have, sure. I would say, gosh, probably 50% in 2020, 50% of the merchants that signed up uh, for online ordering didn't have the POS system. So you could right. sign up with Zusa just for online ordering. Right. Um, Sure. And, and the same thing applies. You could cash discount, surcharging, gift cards, all that. It's all free. Right. Now, if they one day, and this is what a lot of our guys did, which was kind of clever. Now they're going back and they're trying to get the brick and mortar business. Right. Uh, and say, hey, you love our online order. Now let me also obtain this portion of the business and, and, and get another deal out of it. But yeah, so for us, we consider a station, a station. And then we don't mark up everything else like Clover, Square, and those individuals. We just don't do that. Sure. Love it. Love it. Good stuff. Um, Great stuff. Yeah. So let's see here. Uh, I want to talk about our audience is going to be interested. They're going to want to go and learn more about Zusa. Um, where would you send them to learn more about your company and what you guys have to offer? Yeah. I mean, the, the best way to you know get a hold of us is just email sales at getzusa.com. All right. And, and I obviously mentioned that you heard us on the show, but sales at getzusa.com. Awesome. That's, 
the best way that one of our guys, uh, one of our team members will get back to you, uh, you know, and Cool. Love it. Uh, one of the other thing, one other link I'll mention on here too is I hadn't thought about this till just now, uh, Danny, but I probably want to make the link to that ebook available. Um, if you guys go to ccsalespro.com slash Zuza, I'll make sure I have put the link right at the top where you can download that free ebook that Danny and I worked on together um, about how to sell point of sale and kind of the value selling approach uh, that's working in the marketplace. So uh, yeah, so you have sales at getzuza.com. Um, to email. And then of course, getzuza.com is the main website. If you want to get that ebook on how to sell point of sale systems that Danny and I worked on, just head over to ccsalespro.com slash Z-U-Z-A. And I'll make sure that link is up there by the time we put this podcast out. So uh, Danny, as always, great insights and great information for our audience. I know they're going to love it. And I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you, Patty. Thank you, James. It's always a pleasure being here. I I, I listen to your guys' podcasts all the time. I think it's one of the best products in the marketplace. So Uh, Thank you for having us again. Stay healthy, stay safe. And and hopefully now with things starting to open up a little bit, hopefully we'll see you guys soon. Back at you, my friend. Thanks, Danny. Thank you. God bless. So, Patty, talking about our sponsor, Valor Paytech, uh, you know, again, right. the, really what I believe is the leader in the standalone terminals, as well as kind of this omni-channel solution for small to medium merchants. Um, you know, I want to talk today about pay at the table because, you know, Patty, okay. it's amazing to me that two years ago, if you would have said, James, what's one of the top business types to avoid when selling cash discounting? I would have said, said fine dining restaurant. Yes. Yep. Why? Because <laughs> of the tip. It's, it was way too difficult to figure out what that non-cash adjustment would be. And mm-hmm. then they end up paying some fees, but not all. It's very confusing. Right. Whereas with Valor, now that they've got the cost of these wireless terminals down so low mm-hmm. and the idea of bringing them all together on a multi-mid account with like a real nice dashboard to manage them under with integrations with, uh, you know, point of sale providers and all that. Right. Now it really makes sense to go to these restaurants and say, hey, look, I can save you two, three, four thousand dollars a month, but you're right. going to have to change the way you do business a little bit. Because your mm-hmm. servers are going to come and hand somebody a uh, a device. And a device. Okay, yeah. A, a lot of people actually like that better anyway. I know I do because I can use my chip or my uh, my, my wire, my contactless payment there as well. Right. But the best right. part is with uh, Valor, they have all of this figured out to make sure that the non-cash adjustment charge is charged on the tip as well as on the amount. And it's compliant because the the consumer can see the total amounts, you know, before yeah. they put their card in because they're doing you the know, tip first. And, and that's really important because I know myself and a lot of people I know tip in cash. Yes. Because we have this feeling, you know, I was I waited tables when I was young. I don't want the surface fee to come out of that poor wait yes. staff's yes. page, you know, tip. Right. And so by doing this in in that way, you're giving, you know, you're actually giving people an option to right. maybe even tip better. Yes. You're, <laughs> right? making it, you're making it very, very clear. So I think, you know, what I would say is if you haven't taken a look at Valor or if you did a while ago, but you want to look again, just go to ccsalespro.com slash Valor, V-A-L-O-R um, and get your free demo and check it out. And, you know, just to just to throw in there, you know, what which we've talked about before, what really makes this solution uh, grand in my mind is that it's processor agnostic. Exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, it makes it so much easier. And as James describes uh, in our in our questions from the field section this week, you know, we're, we're approaching a tipping point on cash discounting. So you should really get in on this. And this is a great opportunity. Uh uh, ccsalespro.com slash valor for your free demo. Right, James? That's right, Patty. This is Questions from the Field, brought to you by ccsalespro.com. 
the leader in merchant sales training and technology. If you are an individual merchant sales professional, visit ccsalespro.com forward slash training to get a free 14-day trial of our all-access pass. If you manage a team of merchant sales professionals, visit ccsalespro.com forward slash ISO to learn how we can help you grow. And now, here is Questions from the Field with James Shepard. So, Patty, today I want to talk about the tipping point with cash discounting in 2021. Um, lately, and I've what been, will be the tipping point, James? Well, you know, the the problem that we're facing with cash discounting that we've always faced is there's a lot of unfamiliarity around it and, and kind of uncertainty with merchants. Right. Um, for a long time, there was uncertainty even in the payments industry. You know, is Visa going to shut Correct. this down? You know, are, we, are we waiting on this inevitable you know, shutdown? Um, I mean, two I, years ago, people were telling me, oh, this is going to fly. You know, this is just going to die. A, a, yeah. A, a slow right. I mean, death. I feel like six months ago, people were still saying that. Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, I think most people are kind of like, I think this is here to stay in some form or another. Um, I agree. But now there's been this thing where merchants, you know, weren't as familiar with it. But what we're seeing is in 2021, I, I was talking, the reason I thought of this is this morning I did a uh, a summit, you know, a, uh, an annual meeting for an ISO. I was like a, uh, the keynote speaker for their like conference, but it was virtual because, right. you know, Zoom, I'm doing a lot of, of the Zoom virtual conferences right. this year. And I was talking to them about this and I said, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, cash discounting right now is at this tipping point. I believe sometime this year we're going to hit this kind of maximum opportunity for cash discounting where mm. merchants are starting to know what it is. Mm -hmm. Um most business owners today, they know another business owner that's doing cash discounting or surcharging. Right. Right. And so it's right. still only maybe 12, 15% of the market, if that, but, but they, they know somebody doing it. They've seen it. So mm -hmm. they're, they're starting to go, okay, wait a second. So I can eliminate my payment processing costs. It's, it's starting to, to kind of sink in a little bit. The light bulbs going off, so to right, speak. Right. Right. Um, and then the other thing that's happening is now technology is starting to catch up. So whether it's our, yeah. our sponsor, Valor Paytech, having, mm -hmm. you know, a good technology omni-channel, whether it's, you know, Zusa POS, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, Mint, you know, whatever, you know, all these different Paradise POS, there's tons I could name, you know, 15. Now all of these technology providers, uh, processor agnostic or not, they are coming out with good technology around cash discounting as well. Which um, makes it not, which takes out all those sort of like difficult interval steps that exactly. kind of like. Yes. 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 So yeah. I guess the point I really want to get across this in a real short uh, questions in the field is, you know, people are asking James, um, how big of an opportunity is cash discounting? How long do I have to take advantage of it? And, you know, right. my answer is I really believe that for years to come, there's going to be some opportunity. But mm -hmm. I also really believe that 2021 is going to be maximum opportunity because at the, when we go into 2022, I think you're going to be at a point where a lot of the low hanging fruit, I like to call it, is gone. It's gone. And, right. and then it's going to be convincing the business owners that don't like the idea to embrace it. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a great opportunity, but that's not the same as go find all the business owners that are already ready to do it. They're just waiting on somebody to walk in the door or pick up the phone. Right. You don't have, it's not, a, it's not, you know, the, after you get past the low hanging fruit, you have to spend a lot of time convincing exactly. Exactly. those guys. Yes. And so I think, um, I think the opportunity is huge. It'll be around for a while, but I really believe this is the year where, you know, in your market, there's probably going to be, you know, within, you know, uh, if you're depending on your geographic area, there's going to be several hundred businesses that are going to do cash discount or surcharge this year. Um, mm -hmm. For most agents out there, it could even be as many as 500. Um, and so the only question really is, who's going to talk to them about it first? 
Right. Um, and you say, well, I talked to everybody six months ago and they weren't interested. Well, that was six months ago. Six months ago. Yeah. Now they, now they talk to their uncle who's been doing it. Now they've seen it over in this pizza shop. And so what, this is a network effect. And so the more, you know, that's just like saying, you know, that would be like if Facebook said, you know, uh, right after they started, you know, six months in, they said, well, we already asked that person if they wanted to be on Facebook. Right. No, right. but now they're, now they're, you know, <clears throat> the, the older people, they're never going to sign up for Facebook. Right. Right. Well, right. until their grandkids get on there <clears throat> until their right. kids get on there, then all of a sudden they're like, wait a second, we're missing out on pictures. And so in the same way with cash discounting, these business owners that don't like it, it's not that they're opposed to saving money. You know, the thing they're opposed to is being the first one to try some risky strategy. Well, once they've seen it in the market, <clears throat> they're going to become more and more accustomed to seeing it. And they're going to be more and more interested in it. So I really believe 2021 is that tipping point. So if you're thinking, you also, let me just, yeah. if I can just interject yeah, sure. for a second, James, because I also would seem to me 2021 becomes, um, the momentum is greater now after a year of dealing with all the, you know, men, so many merchants have been, have seen sales decline, yes. you know, their margin squeezed yes. that they're just look, you know, I mean, this right. is a great opportunity to go in and say, Hey, I have a way to save you money. Right. Well, and right. I think on top of that, consumers now have a mindset that small businesses are struggling. Right. And they understand that they might need to add a service fee of some kind or a non-cash adjustment. Um, right. And so, yeah, I think I think the mindset is there. I think the technology is there. I think the familiarity is getting there. Now, again, you walk into businesses, 60 percent of them are still going to laugh you out of the room and say it's a terrible idea. So I'm not saying it's like everybody right. wants it, but the 40 percent that are remaining, that's a big chunk. There's like 40 percent, I believe, that are somewhat receptive to the idea and probably half of those you can sell them you know so the numbers game plays out really really well um, but you got to get out there and do the work and be the one to make that contact well you know 40 percent of millions of merchants is still pretty it's pretty a big, big universe and again the other thing too i think that's the other uh, one other thing i would say about this and why i think it's a tipping point because our industry has now started to embrace the concept and said okay this is going to be here a while you got to understand that if you want to take advantage of this opportunity now well, now you're trying to outrun all the ISVs and all the big mm -hmm. processors that right. three years ago were telling me I was crazy. Right. And right. that are now all calling me saying, James, please help us set up our cash discount program and give us mm -hmm. training so that our agents can sell it. So, you know, they've all got their overseas call centers now <clears throat> that are blanketing the country with, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, to eliminate your processing fees. And so, you know, this is the time now where if you want to get a big portfolio of cash discount deals, you got to go do it right now. And I would even say, this is also the tipping point of protecting your existing portfolio. So if you've been right. resistant to these programs and you've got 300 merchants and right. they're not on cash discount, they're not on surcharge, well, they're going to get hammered with it this year and you're going to lose yeah. a lot of them. So you yeah. might want to reach out and offer the program to them and just let them know you have it so that you don't lose them. So that's my thought. I think 2021 is the tipping point where it's time to jump in and really get this opportunity if you believe in it. Good stuff, James. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. This is the Insider's Report with Patty Murphy, brought to you by The Green Sheet. For nearly 40 years, The Green Sheet has been the go-to source for news, analysis, and educational tools that empower and connect payments professionals. If you're not reading The Green Sheet already, check it out on the web today at www.greensheet.com. You know, James, it's that time of year when you know we get a lot of earnings reports out, and I like to, to scan them. Um, you know, particularly as it relates to payments companies. Sure. And I wanted to share this week with uh, some state, some info that I 
um, pulled out of the MasterCard and Visa okay. uh, earning statements. Visa for the quarter ending December 31st saw payments volume increase 5% over the same period um, last fiscal year. Okay. Okay. Total process transactions rose 4% to about 39.2 billion over the same period uh, a year ago. MasterCard, meanwhile, says U.S. payment volumes were up 5% in December and even more in January. In fact, uh, they did their earnings call at the end of January. They said in in the uh, first three weeks of the month, they saw increases of 11%, 10%, and 7% respectively here in the U.S. Wow, that's amazing. That was amazing, right? And they kind of credited uh, the stimulus checks that were sent out in January. Okay. Some of the bump came from that. Sure. Um, And uh, they also said that – Okay, can't pronounce this guy's name, and I feel really bad. I think it's Sashin Mayra, who's the uh, CFO at, at MasterCard. Okay. He um, he pointed to um, increasing adoption of contactless payments as a big driver for the mm. company's growth. Sure. Um, and that they're seeing tool uh, traction with tools. It offers businesses, uh, you know, the kind of drill down into spending trends on a more granular level. Right. Um, you know, for example, one of the examples he gave, which I thought was really interesting, is they're working with QSRs to understand how to position breakfast deals now that a lot of folks hmm. aren't, st- you know, driving by on their way to work, right? Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really interesting huh. point because I have to admit, I'm a breakfast freak, <laughs> you know, sure. that's like my favorite meal of the yeah. day. Yeah. And um, I love being able, you know, if I go out at noon, man, I want to get a, I want to get breakfast. I don't want to get a sub, um, okay. yeah. you know, and, it, and it's really interesting. Uh, I, you know, I go to McDonald's sometimes because I love getting their big Cokes. And then anybody who knows me knows I love to drink caffeine. Um, but right. um, a bunch of the McDonald's since the COVID thing started aren't serving breakfast in the afternoon. Huh. Really? Uh, yeah. In fact, where I am, there's probably, you know, within a 10 mile radius, probably three or four McDonald's and only one does it. Huh. Um, which, you know, is kind of like a drag because it's like, sure. if that's what I want. I'm going to go out of my way, even if it's right. all the way, you right. know, right. the furthest. And, and, and I, you know, and I do think it's, you know, as more of us are working from home, um, you yeah, know, the idea of tougher. grabbing a quick bite. Right. Isn't what it used to be. You know, our timing is a lot off. So, sure. um, Sure. But anyway, so I wanted to also share some bad news that came across my desk recently. Okay. And that is, um, uh, you know, these reports are painting a dire picture of payments fraud. And not surprisingly, the pandemic is being um, cited as as a major culprit. Um, There's a company, Ideology, which is a fraud solutions company. Um, It said uh, in a recent report, the pandemic was a historical fraud event, and the data shows that criminals showed up. Mm. So they uh, surveyed a bunch of executives across industries, and here are some of the results that I found really stunning. 69% of companies saw increased fraud last year compared to 45% in 2019. Wow. Most of the fraud was in online and mobile channels. No real big surprise there. Um, it was up 12% over 29, over 2019 in the online channel. Okay. 89% in the mobile channel. Wow. Yeah. And of course, the most 
of course, got to think 89%, the base was a lot smaller, right? Well, that's true. Right. Sure. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you have to kind of look at it. It wasn't as much fraud and related to mobile before, but it grew a lot. As mobile grew, the fraud grew. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, Credit debit prepaid card frauds, the most prevalent across all industries, reported by 63% of companies. Mm. And eight out of 10 companies expect fraud to increase this year. Yeah. Um, And they're probably right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said, I'm sure they're right. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, here, you know, and, and, and and it is true. These kind of results are eerily close to what we saw in 2009, for example, at the start of the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so, um, and here, one other survey I wanted to run by you uh, and, our, and our listeners is one by T1 Payments. Um, they've seen 94, they said that 94% of payment professionals that they surveyed have seen fraud attacks rise since the start of the pandemic. And card testing, you know, where fraudsters test a stolen card information with unsuspecting online merchants, you know, doing like small orders all at once. Right, right. To, you know, to see if it's a good card. They said that is really, really climbing. Hmm. Um, wow. 55% of execs said that it was a big problem, particularly during the holiday season. Yeah, sure. And uh, here was another one. And this is kind of out in left field, but I thought it was interesting. Um, only 16% said the gift card fraud and 13% said refund fraud were big problems. Hmm. And like 10 years ago, that would have been like the only problems. Almost. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, that to me just yeah. shows like what a different marketplace yeah. we're dealing yeah. with today. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just not. And you know, it's funny <laughs> you say that I, I was actually, we had a, it's a surprising experience where, um, we had ordered some, uh, curtains, from uh-huh. Walmart online. Online, right? And when we got them, they were, they said that we got ordered four of them, two of the wrong size, two of the right size. So we went back to the store. We had already opened them. We threw away the packaging. We didn't have the receipt. Mm-hmm. So we just walk in with these like two curtains. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And oh, I I've thought, done that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they're <laughs> nah, never going to let they're us not, do that. You know, and the lady just, you know, nice as pie, you know, oh, let me see if I can find this in the system. Oh, there it is. I looked up our name. You know, and I think a lot of it is um, systems and technology have improved so much that, you know, you're able to look up and see, yeah, we did send them four curtains yesterday. Right. You yeah. know, and I think yeah. I think that the fraud when it comes to returns and stuff has come down low enough now to where it's almost like do you really want to tick off your good customers by giving them hassling them. Just take it. You know, you're take good to go. And, Don't worry about right? it. Um, and I think so. big, big merchants like Walmart are particularly good that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've done the same thing like you have and it'd be like, I know in the back of my head, I paid $20 for that, but they're looking it up and it's $16. So right, whatever, whatever, yeah. just, I don't want to have this cluttering up my house. Right. Give me, a, give me a store credit and uh, we'll go get something, you know, and I'll go get something. Right. But, yeah. uh, but I huh. do think that that's really interesting. I mean, it is. Now, these are trends that we really should be watching out for because particularly I know, you know, you and I both have been, been encouraging ISOs and MLSs to be selling, you know, the e-commerce solutions and right. the mobile solutions. Yes. But you need to be aware that, you know, you're, the merchants need to be educated about this stuff. Right. They need to be careful before they before they deliver or mail out that thousand dollar item right. um, to make sure that they have some protection in place to make sure it's not fraudulent and. 
you know, have some right. operating pr- procedures in place and things of that nature. And that's the thing too. It's interesting. A lot of these problems, I think, I think the perspective is fraud is something that's always electronic. It's always a hacker. You need a system. No, right. it's normally no, it's not. not. It's normally much lower tech than that. And you just need a process. You just need to call somebody and make sure they ordered the item or, you know, you just need to do something when you have good operating processes in place. Well, that's true. And, you know, and I mean, I've been doing a lot of writing for the green sheet on things like identity fraud and that kind of stuff too, you sure, know, and sure. I've been surprised at how many of these cases are just, um, somebody throws away receipts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny, like we had one the other, a uh, few weeks ago that I thought was pretty, a pretty good one. It was actually around Christmas time. I ordered something from a website I'd never ordered from before. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a $400 item. It was a gift for my brother-in-law, one of these uh, grill things that they use when you're camping. And, um, you know, within two hours, um, I got an email, a personal email from the company. Right. And they said, um, hey, just wanted to make sure that, you know, whatever, whatever. I can't remember. They, they asked me very minimal information, you know. Right. And I responded right. back with the information they wanted. Um, and, you know, my what's well, my card ending or if you were just little things. Yeah, exactly. Did you, pur- you know. Did you purchase this? Purchase this. What's the yeah. card ending? Yeah, and, exactly. And what's think, the zip code? Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I responded and they said, great, it's it's on its way. You know, it's just, it's little things like that where I'm sure they had something internally that flagged. This is a yeah. first time buyer. They're purchasing something over X amount of dollars. Right. We got to ship it out, you know. And I think and that's, that's how you that avoid much, fraud. You know, it really doesn't take that much to pick up the phone and right. do that confirmation. Yeah. You know, I've had the same experience and I'm, I'm really happy when they do it. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I, I mean, I, I would much rather that than, you know, them get screwed or, or lose money. So I think it's good. Um, so yeah. yeah, good stuff, Patty. Yeah. Thanks James. This episode of the merchant sales podcast was brought to you by Valor Paytech the technology company that is revolutionizing cash discounting and surcharging with innovative features like dual mid support, waive the fee options, and even adding non-cash adjustment charges to tips. Now, all of this is made possible by a variety of technology devices and solutions such as gateways, tabletop point of sale devices, and features like SMS text messaging and e-invoicing, all with cash discounting in mind. Valor Paytech, bold ideas, smart execution, make sure you head over to ccsalespro.com slash Valor, V-A-L-O-R, ccsalespro.com slash Valor, V-A-L-O-R. Schedule your free demo today and watch videos and learn more about this amazing technology solution. Thank you for listening to the Merchant Sales Podcast. Whether you are an industry veteran, processing executive, or just trying to learn about the payment space, we appreciate your time. The Merchant Sales Podcast is a joint production of greensheet.com and ccsalespro.com. And we hope you will tune in next week for more information and tips on building your merchant services business.